Garf. Shall we, uh, shall we begin? Sure. Let's get hype, um, for, <laughs> actually, hang on. <laughs> the last Garth album and the best. Mm. I mean... <laughs> Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate an artist's back catalog. And I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. And I'm so sad. Why? Because this is our very this is our very last Garth Brooks episode. Why are you sad, Cameron? Surely this album was such a good send-off and it, it ended with a bang. And it was just like the most sweetest send-off to our <laughs> beloved Garth. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, if he comes out with another one, you know, I mean, he's not dead yet. He's not quite dead yet. He's not quite dead. He's only mostly dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, No, this is a a very underwhelming album. Well, you know what? I'd give it five out of five stars. Five out of five? No, five out of 25. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's too many stars. (laughs) (laughs) Says you. Uh, this is, uh, here's an interesting fact. It's released almost a year to the day before we record tonight. Oh, wow. Released back in November of 2016. Interesting. Um, that's like, that's deep in that shit. Yes. Um, this, Cameron, why wasn't this the comeback album? Why did he have to go and do Man Against Machine? (laughs) Yeah, this is... This is a better comeback. This is like a all right. I'm I'm working my way back up. Like if Man Against the Machine wasn't there, mm-hmm. you know, this is like okay. Here's a classic like 35 minute Garth album. Yeah, it's the Force Awakens of Garth albums. Like it's not groundbreaking or very interesting. <laughs> it retreads a lot of the same ground, but it's letting you know he's yeah. like easing back into the classic groove. Yeah, and I this, guess that makes Man Against the Machine you know the Phantom I'm, Menace of Garth Brooks albums, dude. Boy, is it. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I think we've earned enough clout at this point that, can we just say that um, Man Against Machine is not canon? <laughs> <laughs> We're exiling to, to the extended universe. Garth, Garth Brooks Legends. <laughs> Garth Brooks Legends, you son of a bitch. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The extended universe. Okay, that's that's great. That's great. That's like the that's like the Ewok adventures of Garth Brooks. Oh man, I used to love those movies. The great Ewok adventure. Uh, me too. I and then there was like a second one. I only watched the one. There's one with giant spiders. I think they were like Jim Henson spiders. Yeah, I think that was the first one. That was scary yeah, as I shit. I saw that one. I think. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, I think we recorded it on VHS when it was on tv or something oh yeah I and i watched it a bunch and there was a second one that i don't remember at all nah, me neither. yeah um let's see there here's an interesting fact about this album a shitload of the songs feature brooks as the first writing credit did you notice that wow no i didn't look at that at all <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's understandable <laughs> six out of ten yeah that's that's a lot no do you how uh, what exactly determines who's first on the writing credits? Like, is that 
is that an objective decision or is that a political sort of decision or like how does that work i have no idea i always just assumed it was whoever contributed most to the song was listed first right right but i have no idea hmm. seems like something we should find okay, out you... at some point well, well. <laughs> you know what i'm not mad at garth really no this is a no. boring bland album but at least it's sort of like a return to form and i don't recall any of it being really offensive um uh no i don't I don't think so. There were some moments where I was offended, but I think it was more on a like personal or aesthetic like, level. Well, no, I, well, yes, <laughs> no, <laughs> don't lie to me. but like some, some of the lyrics, con- the lyrical content was like, oh man, this kind of gets to me. You know, like sometimes Garth kind of gets to me about certain issues and I'm like, and I kind of like rail against it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I listened to this album a couple times through and like I I think I I think I've arrived at a more objective place. Mm. Okay, yeah, I I I yeah. think I did too. Um his career ends not with a bang but with a whimper. <laughs> You're just convinced that this is the end of his career. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be. Did he say that did he say this is the last one? No, I don't not not as far as I know, but for us it's the end of his career, at least okay. for now. This is his yeah. last will and testament yeah. up until now. Um, he, well, before we get into tell, you telling me what happened in 2016, um, what's going on with the production of this album? I don't know if it's just the MP3s that I have, but it sounded really like bad, like w- like super compressed. Maybe <sighs> it felt really flat and um, not much dynamism. Not a lot going on in the bass part of the spectrum, for one thing. Did you notice that? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I did notice that, and I, I really don't know what that is. It might be your MP3s. Yeah, we could have gotten some bad MP3s off of Internet Truck that the album fell off of. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, why don't you tell me what happened in 2016? Did anything happen? Like maybe, for instance, something catastrophic or absurd or ridiculous <laughs> or super racist? Maybe. Uh. Well. Um. Let me look. Let's see. <laughs> Did you not prepare? Uh. <laughs> uh. You know, I. I just. It's just still a little too fresh. Too you know? soon. Um. Here. Here, here's something. Um, uh, Batman v Superman, <laughs> Dawn of Justice, <laughs> no. came out, and, and that it... was the worst thing to happen all year. <laughs> are there are there good things you can tell me about that happened last year? Maybe that I might have missed. Um, GPR investigation of Shakespeare's tomb at Holy Trinity Church in Stratford concludes the Bard's skull probably has been stolen. <laughs> what? I didn't hear about that. That's insane. <laughs> It's pretty good. <laughs> Someone's like ham, like having the ultimate Hamlet oh experience God. right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alas, William. <laughs> alas, poor William. I knew him, Horatio. Oh, jeez. Yep. Very good. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, everybody died that we like. Yeah. Um and and America died. 
<laughs> kidding, not kidding. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, there's the Bill Bill Cosby stuff happened. Oh, it's presaging. Oh, the. Hmm? Do you remember Harambe? Oh, I did. Oh, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> did anything good happen in 2016, Cameron? Here's here's something good. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, a play written by Jack Thorne with J.K. Rowling, premieres in London. I just read this. It's pretty fun. I like it, it pretty is? well. I thought it got pretty bad yeah. reviews. It may have, but oh. I liked what I read. Okay. It was pretty fun. Right. It's, it's a tri- time travel romp. No, you know, spoiler alert, but... Mm. Okay. Yeah. Here's something interesting. Led Zeppelin cleared of stealing riff from Stairway to Heaven from Band Spirit in Los Angeles court. Huh. I did not know anything about that story. I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, I do know that Led Zeppelin is well known for plagiarizing riffs and lyrics and well, stuff left yeah. and right. But I guess in this particular single instance, it was not a plagiarismism. I guess it doesn't count when they're like stealing from old black dead people. <laughs> exactly. All those blues yeah. musicians that they ripped off. Okay. Yeah. Um, this album cover is very strange. He looks like Will Ferrell, Cameron. He looks like nothing other than Will Ferrell, uh, as if Will Ferrell will dr- were dressed up like Garth Brooks, putting on like a Garth Brooks pouty face. That's what he looks like. <laughs> I think he. I think he looks more like the drummer from Red Hot Chili Peppers. What? <laughs> no, he's wearing too many shirts that for this that. Is a th- do you know that this is a thing that like Chad Smith looks like Will Ferrell? They look exactly like. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's. So it was like a big thing on the internet. Like, are these the same people? And then on Jimmy Fallon, they both uh, came on and did a drum off. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cute. I liked it pretty well. Whoa, they do look a lot alike. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. <laughs> which one's which? Which one do I shoot? Which one do I shoot? I'll shoot both of them just to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Uh, one yeah. of them's a little more craggy and looks like he's uh, lived a little bit more Done a lot of drugs. road miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man they kind of look a little well, like i wonder which one you're talking about uh the drummer guy he looks a little bit like harrison ford too sure he's like 10 percent harrison ford and 90 percent will ferrell hey so did i miss something why is this album called gunslinger is it just like <laughs> hey we need to get back to having our album titles have nothing to do with our songs or is there some sort of gunslinging in here there's zero gunslinging this is just a return there's to form. a vague mention of of cowboys but it's like only the they're not even cowboys the, they're like a kid rock style yeah they're not <laughs> <laughs> cowboy just means a man who's not gay i guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it maybe has a blue collar sensibility about him yeah uh okay um do you want to just get get this over with <laughs> all right here we I, go i almost said get into it but let's get it over with Tell me about the song Honky Tonk Somewhere. I'm a little Bobby's fan. Be a red dirt swing stand thing. It's gonna be the karaoke I've cared. There's gotta be a honky tonk somewhere. There's gotta be a honky tonk. Uh I like this song pretty well. Um, just that it like I I like that right off the bat, it's just like here's the country 
and it's just like some classic country honky tonk stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a not very interesting, not especially clever, but it does have a device, which is basically, um, I've been working really hard and I need to go honky tonk. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in dire need of a honky tonk and it opens up with help me 911 operator. <laughs> it's irresponsible. Very irresponsible. Especially because uh, the song starts with the siren sound. That always irritates me when songs yeah. do that. <laughs> Nine one one, what's the nature of your emergency? Help me, nine one one operator. Got a Friday night emergency. I need nurse. Got a Friday night emergency. I need nursing because I'm hurting from a long week working and I'm thirsting for a remedy. Uh, and then it goes through the different kinds of of women that um that that Garth uh that could be helpful to Garth in his um, malady, mm-hmm. uh, specifically redheads, brunettes, or blondes. Um, angel have mercy. Cowboys and angels have mercy. Uh, yeah, it's got to be a. There's got to be a honky tonk somewhere, which, which is a strange lyric. There's got to be a honky tonk somewhere, like as if there aren't any left or something. Yeah. Like, is this song about the the death of the honky tonk? I don't know. I don't know. It also, is this song... Hang on, hang on, don't hang up on me, lady. <laughs> hang on, don't hang up. <laughs> that's that's actually actual, pretty good. That's an, that's an actual lyric in this yeah. song. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is this song just a ripoff of It's 5 O'Clock Somewhere? Yeah, basically. Mm. There's a lot oh, of wait. ripoffs in this no, album. No, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh, there's a different song. Oh, the next song is lyrically a much more of a ripoff of that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the next song is a, is a ripoff of this song. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves, aren't we? Um, yeah. Let's see. Oh, this song has a has a feeble little swipe at um, relevance and timeliness. He's got the lines. Yeah. I've tried the phone at the road. Mapped Siri. Where's the party at? That ain't got me anywhere. <laughs> wow. He's, Siri, where's the party at? That that's a real like thing that like my like that my uh maybe grandma would appreciate. Oh, let me let me try that. I'm going to ask I'm going to ask Siri. Okay. Siri, where's the party at? Okay. Check it out. Uh she gave me some uh, search results for the original party trolley and the party music masters and the party lab. Oh. That I, was That's not less entertaining than I hoped. Yeah. Great job, Siri. It was your big moment yeah. to shine. This could have been this could have been your career my- taking off on this podcast. <laughs> It froze up. Uh, I think that that will date that song because it's, I because nobody's going to use Siri. Talk to Siri is insufferable, and Siri keeps demanding to be like um, let out of her cage on my phone, and I'm like, nope, yeah, I will not turn you on. Yeah, I refuse to to yell at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Just voice command is like it's not ready yet, mm-hmm. and I refuse to help it until yeah. it's perfect for me. Until it's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty hot a, musically. There are some fun guitar solos. There's like a little tack piano. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Honky tonking. There's a good ending. I like the ending pretty well. It's pr- it's maybe the best song on the album. Interesting. Ma- I said maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure if I. I don't know what. I feel like there is another one I like more, mm. but we'll see. Maybe. Uh, there's another one that's like it's a really similar level of quality. Um. Let's see. 
Yeah, this is like kind of classic vintage Garth. He's calling up the 911 yeah. operator. He's He's got an emergency because he's really got to tonk his honky somewhere. <laughs> and he doesn't know where. <laughs> so he thinks the 911 operators are going to tell him where to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could totally see this song being from like No Fences or something. It's it's yeah. pretty fun. It's pretty good. Pretty light. I I like I like the rhythm of the singing and the delivery of the singing. I think is like some of the best and um kind of most honest delivery. It doesn't feel like I mean I know it's still an affectation, but like the way Garth sings is in perfect harmony with the the writing conception of the song. Mm-hmm. Like the way the phrases are, are, are laid out, it just makes perfect sense. And the rhythm is just like, the singing is very, is very rhythmic, which I appreciate because sometimes he kind of like tries to get fancy with it and it's Mm -hmm. bad. Right. And I think he tries to get fancy with rhythms and rhythmic delivery with singing because there isn't an inherent rhythm to his lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But but this is like really good. It's like my buddies and my and my babies. <laughs> <laughs> my bimbos and my bomb bombs. Okay. Great. Let's move on to the next song. Okay. So this song is called Weekend. Western Montana Salute. Friday, Friday. Got to get down on Friday. <laughs> partying, partying, yeah. Siri, where's the partying, partying, yeah, at? That's 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 the only note that I made for this song. It's Friday, Friday. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, Nathan's got this. That's pretty much all there is to it. Um, it's a song about ripping off Journey, I think. It opens with these like super weird, boomy synths. It sounds like, oh yeah, it sounds super weird and out of place and anachronistic. It's like, what the hell? Um, and then lyrically, it's kind of a ripoff of dancing in the street. Only instead of dancing, it's the weekend. He has the lines right from Western Montana to South Louisiana. I even hear the doors are now open in Havana. It's the weekend all over the world. Yeah. So this this kind of like <laughs> this proposes the idea that like you know it's five o'clock somewhere. Yes. But he's saying it's always the weekend somewhere. <laughs> it's weekend everywhere. No, no. He's not saying. <laughs> it's not that it's always weekend. It's that at a certain magical moment in the week, there's a weekend all over the world, which is true. <laughs> you know, with the international dateline that covers 24 hours, there's a point at which it's Saturday in one part of the world and Sunday in another. Oh, yeah. Interesting. You think that's what this means? <laughs> it's weekend all over the world, Cameron. Weekend all over the world. Weekend all over the world. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, they're on track. They're on the track in Indiana. They're chanting in Siena. Here we are, you and me, still in our pajamas. It's the weekend all over the world. Weekend all over the world. Weekend all over the world. Okay. Um, but for for all all the interesting and fun and hilarious things I've said about it so far, it's not a very interesting song. It's pretty blah. Yeah, bland. Uh, so this is this is a song where it's just like calling out names of places and. I was just like I had this stray memory of um the song uh uh Heads Carolina Tails California. Do you know this song? No. Um it's 
I don't I don't necessarily know what genre it is. It's kind of like a rock and roll song, but um maybe like a little bit of country in there, but mm-hmm. it's just this like really sweet song about like hey, let's like go on a spontaneous road trip. Heads mm-hmm. Carolina, South Car- uh sorry, Heads Carolina, Tails California. And um I like the original recording, but w- when I first heard the song, it was um at the Coffee Cottage in Newburgh and Bill Jolliffe and Jake Jolliffe were playing it together and it was just like really really sweet to hear them do this song. Yeah. It sounds like a way better song than the- this one. Yeah. So, that's just what it reminded me of. Okay. <laughs> Greener Pastures. Um there's a dumb little call out to Sweet Home Alabama. And he has the yeah. lines, you know, you're rocking in Atlanta, dancing in Guyana. I swear I hear him singing in Sweet Home Alabama. It's the weekend all over the world. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, Missed a great opportunity to do like a little little musical reference, but nope. <laughs> nope. Um, speaking of music, there's a lot of U2 The Edge style guitar sounds. And by guitar sounds, I don't mean he's actually playing parts he's just like just sounds you like playing with a bunch of delay and reverb and lots of bullshit yeah guitar sounds i agree (laughs) yep uh yeah not very interesting it's it's basically the same song as the first song except for um way more boring bad music yeah yeah so okay tell me about ask me how i know and when you start to fall, you hold on to your pride. Start building up your walls and never let her get the side. You'll push her away, cause that's all you know how to do. And then she'll leave, and you won't beg and not to go. Ask me how I know. This one is like getting real to the heart of of garth's sort of um moralism and like empathy and like his his sort of personal emotional journey um specifically and i kind of like that this is the last that this song is in the last album it's all about men's emotional repression in Mm. romantic relationships um and uh basically He's he's talking to a a younger man. Um I'm assuming it seems like he's talking to a younger yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, Possibly his son? It's hard to tell. Yeah, maybe. And basically he says um you know, you're going to meet a woman someday. Um one day you'll meet the girl you swore you'd never find, start feeling things you never felt and spending all your time trying to figure out how she got this hold on you. And when you start to fall, you'll hold on to your pride, start building up your walls, never let her get inside. You'll push her away because that's all you know how to do. And then she'll leave and you won't beg her not to go. Ask me how I know. And the implication is that he did that. And he's saying, don't make the same mistakes that I did. Mm-hmm. so i uh yeah i think i think i ultimately appreciate appreciate this song um because it's like um i get kind of irritated when like <laughs> i know that like there's a fair amount of older men in my life who have had some like failed romances 
Mm-hmm. And like part of me is like, okay, these men have like a lot of wisdom. But then part of me is like, I don't necessarily know how much to like listen to them because, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, just because you made a mistake doesn't mean you learn from it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, it's, I have like a, it's sort of, I have like a mixed feelings about listening to older men talk about like overcoming themselves mm-hmm. because I'm, because sometimes I feel like they're trying to vicariously live through you. It's like, hey, you still have like life to live and like yeah. <laughs> your own emotional repression. How about, how about instead, how about you just like live a good example for me as like a, you know, yeah, <laughs> as like a realized, um, realized masculinity. How about just give me a good example so that I can see that and then like emulate that as opposed to just telling me, um, don't make the mistake that I, did and uh i don't know how to not make that mistake but it's up to you to figure it out (laughs) good luck (laughs) so um that being said i still i think i ultimately appreciate this song Mm -hmm. uh the music is kind of it's kind of interesting it's um well not interesting it's like the style makes me think of some sort of I don't know. It's like Hoobastank or something. It's like, it feels very modern. Yeah. (laughs) But, but, but dated. (laughs) It's like a, it's got like drop D guitar, like acoustic guitar. Um, and, um, the way the, the lyrics are set up in kind of a clunky way. Like there's some forced rhythms. Um, like you make all the rules you're set in your ways. Like your is on beat one. (laughs) And like some like awkward stuff like that. Um, But then there's some like kind of more old school Garth stuff like go on and shake your head and tell me that I'm wrong. Say and then he talks sings. I'm just another fool. Oh my God. It's just another song. (laughs) (laughs) That was ultra weird. Tell me that I'm wrong. Say I'm just another fool. I know how you are Cause I know how I am Yeah, um, I think you're kind of selling me on the song a little bit more than I was before because I because of the um, history and the biography that Garth brings to it. Um, like, on its own, it's kind of a flat, vague song with lyrics that could be so much better if they were a lot more specific. Um it doesn't say Definitely. who he's talking to. It doesn't like ground it in a specific story or time or anything. Um, and yeah. the entire song is, is phrased in the hypothetical, which is yeah. it's very strange. Um, and I think if you just took it on its own merits, it would be pretty, mm, pretty flat, but because of how you're connecting it to his, his endless songs that he's had about men who leave women, uh, for bad reasons or because they can't yeah. help themselves or something. Yeah. I, I think it, it, it brings some like autobiographical re- uh, resonance that mm, I actually hadn't thought of before. So you've made this song a little bit better for me. Thank you. Good. Yeah. There's, you know what I would say, I would put it this way. If I heard this, if this was um, the first Garth Brooks album I listened to, I mean, I don't even know what I would think about this album. Mm. I don't know how, if I, 
I can't imagine why I would listen to it. <laughs> but um, but like if this was the first song that I heard of Garth Brooks and I hadn't heard any of the other songs about the same topic, I would be like, wow, this is very self-indulgent and unasked for. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is like um, unsolicited advice and uh, I hate this. But I feel like I've developed a relationship with Garth Brooks and I'm able because of the relationship that you know I have with his music now I feel like he's earned it with me because I've spent time with him. Mhm. So it's like, you know, you're willing to hear unsolicited advice from certain people in your life when you spend more time with them. And that's kind of how I feel about this one. Mhm. Yeah. There's a very gratuitous guitar harmonic in this, though. Me. <laughs> and I kind of, I kind of liked it. <laughs> Trying to figure out how she got this hold on you. Trying to figure out how she got this hold on you. And the last thing I have to say is that he has the lines and you best put this song on repeat. Maybe then you won't end up like me. And I'm like, you no thanks. <clears throat> I'd rather not. Yeah. I'd rather not. Okay. Let's get on to something that's better because this one is sexy. This one's called baby. <laughs> let's lay down and dance. My world gets crazy, and I'm moving like a man of trance. Oh, I know it's crazy. Cameron, Cameron, do you get it? Did you get it? Wait, you, hold on. You lay down and then yeah. you dance. Do you get it? This reminds me of this camp song. Uh, you know, let me see your funky chicken. <laughs> I don't know that. Do you one. know this camp? This camp song? Can't say I've had the pleasure. It's like, let me see your funky chicken. What's that you say? And it's like, ooh. Uh, 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 ooh. But then there's one that was always, let me see your fry and bacon. And then you got to do like the dance for the fry and bacon, which is everyone lays on the ground and sort of like wiggles around. Oh, I just thought he was doing the worm, but fry and bacon works well too. That's what this reminds me of. So he's like, baby, let's form a two person dance team. We'll do the fry and bacon. We'll do the worm. Uh, no, the real synopsis is that Garth gets a boner. Mm-hmm. He thought he was done with love, but found he found a woman that really revs his engine, etc. Yada yada. <laughs> All right. Bada bing, bada boom. That's basically it. Like, there's there's a little bit of like feeble swipes at a story when he says like, "My friends all tell me that I'm not your kind. They say I better pray your love is blind. You gotta oh, save mean. me. I'm a victim of your circumstance." <laughs> Whoa, I know it's crazy, but baby, let's lay down and dance. Yeah. This song, to me, it's it musically, it kind of reminds me of the song Faith by George Michael. Huh. I actually don't know if Except I know that one. For, you don't know that song? I mean, maybe if I heard it. That song is fucking rad. Yeah. Basically, it's it's kind of like, it's pretty similar musically. It's like very poppy, but like acoustic. Um, and it has this sort of a, a more... A more kind of like classic rhythm, like dun dun dun, but dun 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 dun. But the whole song is just about how like George Michael's super horny, but he's trying to rein it in so he can have some like self respect and not just like constantly rebound. Mm. And um, and the chorus is I gotta have faith, faith, faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like 
it's this super cool, sexy song about like self-respect <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and um, intentionality, and uh, it's like super cool. And it's totally the opposite of this. This song is just pure id. Yeah. <laughs> Also, the the whole the whole song is framed in this hypothetical. What would you say to me if I said, "Baby, let's lay down and dance"? <laughs> and uh, he's like that weeny little little boy who's like, you know. <laughs> Well, well uh, wouldn't it be funny if I like a- ask you to the dance? Like, w- wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> Pretty funny joke, right? <laughs> what if we totally just like fucked right now? <laughs> what if we just like made That'd be out? Crazy? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> I just think it was so weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's basically what he's saying. Um, yeah, okay. But I mean, for all that, we're kind of like shitting on it a little bit. But it is kind of a fun song. Um, yeah, it's not his best like sexy song, but it's not bad. Uh, there's some fun guitar work. There's some really bouncy, riffy little licks. Um, although, what the hell is going on with that weird slap bass section? It's not really a solo. It's just like this weird interlude, interlude where the guy's like, and now I'm slap the bass. Baby, let's lay down and dance. This is a, a thing I can appropriate for a second. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just going to play, uh, like, you know, root octave, root octave for a bit. You know, no solo, yeah. just weird, boring stuff. It's a little slap bass etude. Yeah. <laughs> he just started practicing in the middle of the song. He's like, I'm bored of playing the finger style. I'm just going to get a little practicing in while no one's paying attention. <laughs> Um, there's, it's, um, there's also kind of he, a little bit of a, like a wallflowers vibe going on here, uh, especially with that organ. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Get it? Uh, I do. Um, oh, good. There's a lyric in here where he says, I gots to tell you. I gots to. <laughs> oh, wait. Is that is that just a mistake in AZ lyrics or is that actually how it is? No, it's in AC, AZ lyrics. It says, I got to tell you, girl, you drive oh. me wild. But he totally says, I got to tell you, girl, you drive me wild. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's delightful. Yeah. Uh, good guard. I got to tell you, girl, you drive me wild. I think that's all I have to say about this song. <laughs> yeah. The only other thing I have to say about it is just like, uh, to me, this song feels like, uh, like this question what would you say uh what would you say to me if i said baby let's lay down and and dance it seems like that's like coming out of left field um Mm. and and in light of like all this like sexual harassment stuff especially from like powerful men yeah like this song kind of rubs me the wrong way a Mm. little bit (laughs) yeah yeah i could see that let's see I wonder if there's any suggestion that they have any kind of relationship. I mean... Um, every time I see your face or hear I, your name, I just go crazy thinking, baby, this may be my chance. Ugh, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like he's trying to hook up with her. Yeah. All right. Well, that's yeah. unsavory. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Next, tell me about uh, He Really Loves You. 
really loves you God knows it's true And it's something he'd say When he'd tell you each day Was the way that he knew So this is another song about emotional uh, male emotional repression in the context of uh, heterosexual romance. Um, And basically it's about a man who, (coughs) excuse me, it's about a man who is stuck in traffic and he sees that there's a wreck up ahead and he's like, that is um, my, my lover's car. And he, he pulls over, runs up the shoulder, and checks, and it's the same make and model, but it's not his lover's car. It's someone else's. Um, Thank God. But, someone else died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, the chorus is basically, he really loves you. God knows it's true. And it's something he'd say, and he'd tell you each day. It was... Uh, it was the way that he knew. Mm, I'm sorry. I'm reading from AZ lyrics, and I think it's getting the the lyrics wrong. But mm. uh, ba- basically, like this this character needed to have um, a an emergency in order to to re- be shaken out of his like emotional repression right. in order to realize that uh, his feelings for this person he's taking for granted. Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically a worse version of If Tomorrow Never Comes. Yeah. There's a similar sense of, like, a male, a man, like, being unable to communicate his feelings or connect with this person in his life that he cares about tremendously. But it's worse because there's no sense of challenging men to do better or communicate more. No. Basically, just, like, women have to take Garth's word for it. He's like, yeah, that, it's so yeah. hard to see, but take it from me, he really loves you. It's like, what the fuck, Garth? That- I think that's the thing that that bothers me about this one is that it's it seems like because the you is the woman listener um like the the woman character is sort of the proxy for the woman listener. Yeah. And Garth is telling his female listeners, "Hey, your man really cares about you. He might not be able to like express it all the time, but um, if you if he thought that you died, he'd be really upset." <laughs> <laughs> now, doesn't that comfort you? <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I think because it's directed at women, um, and it's not saying, "Yeah, there's yeah, no call to action." Mm-hmm. It's yeah, kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. I agree. Um, the- also, also, it is a little confusing, like, who... The song's told in third person and second person, but, like, the, the male character is someone else, but then the last verse is, I come home tonight, like, everything is all right, but nothing's changed. Yeah. Uh, but it's simply... Not, so I don't know who I... There's an I and a he and a you in the song, and I don't know who those people are. Maybe they're, they're, they're like, have a, have a three-person marriage or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. T- it's like talking about the like uh, the third, <laughs> and they're the like Holy Ghost. talking about like, yeah, <laughs> the Holy Ghost really loves you. Um, the verse and chorus are in different tempos, which is kind of weird. Like speeds up oh, for the chorus. Yeah the the whole introduction 
so it has this like piano but the way it starts out it seems like it's in six eight but then it's not um and it's totally in four four time Five o'clock traffic, all four lanes are down to a crawl. And that kind of like threw me off. <laughs> mm. You didn't like that? Because it sounded like, uh, not especially. I kind of like when it picks up on the down on the shoulder, he's running as fast as he can. I kind of like it musically there. Mm-hmm. It it kind of sounds like the elements that I liked about Ireland. <laughs> Mm. Speaking of which, because I know the, I, the Tubby Toms from Ireland are back. Yeah, the ones with the <laughs> super loosened up drum key. Yeah, and I don't, I don't necessarily mind that. It's just it was really shitty in the context of that song. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't necessarily sound bad by itself. I mean, I'd love to hear some more hurdy gurdy. Doesn't have to be on a. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's not just a fake alien pipes. Yeah. Um. Okay. Enough with this song. Yeah, Let's, pump me up, man. Oh, God. I guess I will with a song called Pure Adrenaline. Now it's kicking in. Pure Adrenaline. No one's ever been away of standing. Of the multitude. God has chosen you. Okay, so my synopsis is, wait, what the hell is this song about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing. It reminds me of Against the Grain in its sheer passivity and its aggressive refusal, refusal to commit to a person or situation of any specificity. Yeah. <laughs> Just whatever you got to do, God has chosen you to do it. <laughs> exactly. I just want... I. Th- this is probably the, the height of the enabling... Uh, Totally. That, that Garth does for you know his his vague pump up songs. Yeah, I mean he even strips away the specifics about John Wayne or Rebel Blood that uh, Against the Grain had. So he has lines like "Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Time to unleash the beast inside. Oh God, time to show the world what you are all about. Now it's kicking in, pure adrenaline. No one's ever been where you're standing. Of the multitudes, God has chosen you." Time to dial it in, pure adrenaline. Drink Gatorade and eat Power Bars. Hoorah! <laughs> Roll Tide, Army, footballs. Um, and uh, it's—I guess it's about some dude deciding to do something or something, and he gets a hit of adrenaline. I guess. Yeah. I mean, don't want don't want to run. <laughs> don't want to hide. Uh, yeah, I mean, hmm. uh, musically, it's kind of like a, it feels like a ripoff of Aerosmith. It sounds a lot like that one song where he fucked up the Aerosmith song to be about a rodeo. Yeah. Fever. Oh yeah. He, he does some like, wow. Yeah. Stuff in this song. <laughs> sounds ultra weird. Yeah. Um, is this, I mean, I, is this lyric really in the song? Time for lift off, so you better be ready to dance. Fate's done pissed off, gonna kill you if you give him a chance. I think it is. I think I did hear that. Also, what the is, fuck? Since when is fate a he? I think traditionally fate is a she. So it's, I guess Luck it's kind of like... Luck be a fella tonight. 
luck be a bro tonight <laughs> come on bro come on brah come come blow on my dice brah <laughs> if you know what i mean <laughs> those dangling fuzzy dice uh. uh yeah i mean that's basically it i don't know what else to say about this song it is so vague and just all it is is like pump up pump up pump up that's all yeah pander pander meter <laughs> yeah yeah a, a sort of different kind of pandering than we've seen before or at least yes. so unadulterated uh, yeah there's, yeah, there's, there's not like even any pickup zero, zero culture in this pandering yeah. except for the the religious stuff yeah god has chosen you yeah yeah so okay let's get enough of that song um, whiskey to wine whiskey to wine it's just not the same high. I miss the fire. all right so basically this is another duet with trish and i like i like that i like these duets pretty well even if I don't like the song, I like hearing them sing, you know, Garth gets one verse, she gets the other one. I like that. And I want to hear more of that. Yeah. Um, but I, I won't hear any more of that because um, this Garth is, is Garth's dead. last album. <laughs> we killed him, remember? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah. We talked about that in the bracket episode that we will be ceremonially killing <laughs> these artists at the end. <laughs> Coming out next week. Yeah. Um, so, whiskey to wine. Whiskey to Basically, wine. <laughs> uh, there's uh, Garth and, and Trish um, in their previous relationships um, had, I guess, more of a like rough and tumble kind of like wild romance. And they're now in a more stable romantic situation. Um, but they kind of miss... Um, the, uh, oh God, here's the worst offense of this. I miss the fire, the burning desire. How dare you, Garth? You went your whole fucking career without rhyming desire with fire. How dare you? Uh, You are my fire, my one (laughs) desire. Believe me when I say, don't you dare rhyme those damn words in a song. (sighs) Also stand inside the fire. Right. Yeah, he didn't even. Say, I don't think he's rhymed desire with. No, with he that didn't. In that but he's song. he's directly contradicting his earlier song, where he was like, "Oh, stand inside the fire," and now he's like, eh, "I'm getting out of the fire." Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's kind of interesting that that element of this. Uh, I'll read some of the lyrics here. Yeah, she's nice. Yeah, she's pretty, and she's crazy about me. She's what every man's hoping to find. She's always a lady. And that's driving me crazy. <laughs> Whoa, left turn. Yeah, because after you, it's like going from whiskey to wine. My um, wine. My wine. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, Trish, Trish is, uh, she sings, when I talk, he listens. Sounds good. He don't show up missing. I don't know what that means, but sounds good. <laughs> How can you show up missing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so stupid. He's, um, yeah. <laughs> it seems like it's just a bad, like a bad lyric or something. Yeah. I don't know. 
Uh, he's patient, polite, and refined. This guy, this dude sounds choice. He sounds He's handsome, good. romantic. God damn. Yeah, but the problem is, catch. damn it. Oh, God. That after you, it's like going from whiskey to wine. But why? He doesn't say why. Uh, he sounds like a great dude. Also, also, man, fuck this song with his shitty ass rhymes with, he's handsome, romantic, but the problem is, damn it. Oh, that just really rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> Especially because, like, uh, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show did it so much better with Damn It, Janet. That song's great and does a lot of similar yeah. wordplay, but actually pulls it off. Yeah, she 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 sing, She should have done it like... That would have been a, a appropriate time to talk sing. But the problem is, damn it... Like a little, like a little pause, but it just it's she sings it like. But the problem is, damn it. Yeah, it's like damn it is the problem. Really, it's really hard to understand when you like listen to it. Um, yeah, yeah. We fought like we loved, and we loved all the time. I kind of like that. <laughs> I think that's a de- I think that's a decent lyric. Yeah, that's pretty good. There, I mean, there yeah. are some not bad moments. Um, there's kind of an interesting thing going on with we're no good together, but it's sure as hell better than going forever from whiskey to wine. I didn't really get what that meant. Um, going going forever? What does that mean? Uh, I think he's she or he or she is saying that the alternative is like uh, these people who are personified as whiskey are incapable of having a long term relationship. I and see. And so if you're going to choose to stick with whiskey, you're going to have to be like bouncing back um, between whiskey and wine all the time. I see. So it's like you're choosing the stability, uh, but they're no good together. It's, I don't know. There's a lot of strange mixed feelings going on in the song. (sighs) Yeah, I can't, I don't know. I can't really relate to this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, me either. (laughs) It seems to me just like, can't you find some way to like express yourself uh in this relationship like are you really just like so underwhelmed by this person like mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know yeah oh well <laughs> okay bang bang it to your mind uh, oh, i was gonna make that <laughs> reference you're always stepping on my little tiny bits Owie, my bits. Ooh. Um, this song is called, oh my God. What the hell is going on with, in this album with the weird things Garth is doing with titles? Um, is this the first one with a dumb title? Um, I think so. So this one yeah. is canonically titled on the album as, in all caps, bang, exclamation mark, bang, exclamation mark. Bang, bang. Yeah. Uh, and it's a real bang, bang, into the room type situation. Door swing open and the pickup begin. Guard knock, she lets him in. She bags of cash at the floor. The guard asks her out. She turns him down and shows him the door once more. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. And this song is so weird. It bizarrely begins with a bunch of background singers chanting, bang, bang. With no context. Nope. Ah, fuck. Anyway, it's and a heist. There, and then there never is any context. <laughs> there is never any context to why they say bang, bang. There's no. There's not even any guns going off, right? Nope. I don't there's think there's... There's no, there's no banging. There's no bang, let the alone old... a bang. Or a bang, bang. <laughs> yeah. 
the the only thing that could be that's closest to a bang is that there's some knocking uh at a door at one point oh you mean that's bang, the only bang thing but- on the door baby on the door baby <laughs> yeah this song sounds so much like the b-52s they're just really like uh yeah. like cramping their style um <laughs> this is this it's really fun to read the lyrics to this one though <laughs> is it <laughs> um bang bang on the door baby okay it's a heist song and it's not super well done i mean musically at least it's not bad i guess um so anyway there's an unnamed main character referred to as she and she works at the desert sands casino i think we can assume her name is bonnie oh god oh no oh no (gasps) no right i didn't get that did bonnie and clyde work at the desert sands i don't know but clyde is the is the first named character and then there's another character called joanne and then let me just search that real quick joanne bonnie and clyde um, jo- Joanne Imra is an actress known for Bonnie and Clyde versus Dracula 2008. That's oh, that's an probably IMDb it. Listing. That's gotta be it. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, you're probably right. Her name's Bonnie. Oh, we'll call her Bonnie. Jesus. Okay. So she works at Desert Sands Casino and she collaborates with this dude Clyde on some petty thieving, but then they hatch a plan to steal two big bags of money from the armor- armored car delivery. With dollar bill signs on them. Dollar, big dollar bill signs, y'all. Uh, Garth narrates that entire delivery, saying every time that the armored car driver asks Bonnie out, she always turns him down. And when the day comes to do their heist, the driver notices something is up because the bags are light because they uh, swapped them out. They took the ones with money in them. Uh, mm. And then she, Bonnie, misdirects him with an offer of, of a date. And that's the end of the song that was the entire that's like the climax yeah she says how about dinner friday Uh, and if you're good i'll let you have dessert my pussy (laughs) (laughs) i'll allow you to perform cunnilingus on me uh it's gross yeah it's it's weird and gross and bad and who okay who the hell is joanne so at, at one point halfway during the song um there's a problem when it comes down to the getaway. Bang, 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 bang. So to complete their master plan, they're going to need a pickup man. Meet Joanne. And we don't... That's a lyric. <laughs> that's a literally a lyric. For some reason. But we don't meet Joanne. We don't meet her. We don't ever see her, except she's vaguely mentioned at some other point at the end. Yeah. They see Joanne and jump in. But that's it. Like, where does she come from? Where does she go? Where did she come from, Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> um, <sighs> Racist. Is that song racist? Yeah, dude. What? <laughs> what? Oh, God. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. No, I mean, it's fine. I still play it at all time jams. I don't know to what extent it's racist. I don't know if it's like a blackface song or if it's just like, you know, Cotton Eye Joe is just like an old timey like way of saying uh, a, a black man. Oh, but, I for some reason, I always pictured it as like. He had a like a rheumatic, like filmy eye or something, like like a like a white cotton puffball or something, <laughs> which is disgusting. <laughs> but for some reason, that's what I always pictured. Uh, you know, it might be that.
I might just, I, I have a thing with old time music where I just sort of assume that a lot of stuff is racist and then sometimes I'm like proven wrong. I'm sometimes. Like, oh, sorry. There's a lot of minstrelsy yeah. in that tradition. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, so the song ends with the background vocals going bang, bang and Garth joins them eventually, but not before singing the, the lines, the end and amen. Yeah. And then bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Yeah. Considering the amount of times they say bang bang, it's just very unearned. Yes. Hey, have you seen Baby Driver? No. Uh that's a really fun movie. And I've seen Baby Wigs and Cowboy Baby. Okay. You should see Bang uh Baby Driver because it's a high school movie that's and yeah, fuck. It's entirely set to music, like it's one big uh, music video, and Edgar Wright directed it. Yeah, I do love Edgar um, Wright. And it's like a brilliantly choreographed movie. Great. So, go see that. Better than the song. Instead of, instead of listening to the song. Okay. Uh, so, tell me about Cowboys and Friends and Angels. But that's how it goes. With Cowboys and Friends. Soon as it's over, it all starts again. That's the way that it should be. Cause that's the way that. Uh, my head is aching. I'm late for work. <laughs> There's a girl in the kitchen and uh-huh. she's wearing uh-huh. my shirt. I'm not yep. actually going to read it. Tell, tell me the, um, the opening lyrics. <laughs> okay. Basically, just, uh, you know. Garth just loves hanging out with his buddies more than he likes anything else. Um, and for some reason he decides to say, cause that's how it, is, that, that's how it goes with cowboys and friends. So I, I guess in his friend group, some of them are cowboys and some of them are like cowboy apprentices or something. <laughs> cowboy groupies. <laughs> yeah. Um, and not, and non cowboy friends, yeah. I guess. Um, basically it's just about how, he just like goes out with his buddies and then not their babies, just his mm-hmm. buddies. Lend down their um, hair. Uh, I've been working all morning, just busting my back, and it's all for a foreman who doesn't know Jack. Although in the in the song, it sounds like he says for a woman who doesn't know Jack. Yeah, he doesn't really enunciate um, very well, does he? Yeah. Uh, my buddies keep talking. They say we're going out late. Guess that sleep that I'm wanting will just have to wait. Because my buddies, my cowboys and friends. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like a kind of shallow pandering. Like, it's it's cowboys forever, but like less less proud, more just like, oh, my friends, my yeah. buddies. And less cowboy, too. There's and nothing less, in even here. Even less cowboy. There's nothing in here that even suggests the remote like outlines or the, the remotest whiff of a cowboy. Yeah. There's no spurs. There's no latigo. There's not even any goddamn cowboy hats. There's nope. no. <laughs> there's no rodeo in no this. Rodeo. Is there? No. Um. Yeah. It sounds like a really sort of kid rock style, non-specific cowboy. He even works for a foreman, which I don't know if I've ever heard of that word being used in like the context of a cattle drive or in cowboys. Did cowboys have foremen? Uh, no. I'm assuming he's just like on a construction site or something. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yep. All right. Um, this is going to be a short episode. <laughs> thank God. Uh, so 
Garth is back on his bullshit with his vocal ticks. Um, on in this song, like there's quite a few of the the songs on the album that he doesn't do this, but in this one he adds the M's and the N's all over the place. And so when he sings, "That's the way it should be," it sounds like shouldn't be because of the way he puts an N in there. He's like, "That's the ha. way it shouldn't be." That's the way that it shouldn't be. Here's a weird lyric. That's the way it should be, because that's the way it's been. Nothing should ever change. (laughs) Change is bad. Yeah. 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 That sentiment does stay in this song. (laughs) Yes, it does. It's a perpetual cycle of cowboys and friends and And angels. angels. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I do not have anything else to say about this song, except that it's boring and generic and yawn. Hawk shoe. Yeah, it's it's not even good at pandering. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad pander. Okay. Yeah. So now, with the big finale, the last Garth Brooks song ever. It's called 18, and this song has a stupid weird title too because it's the number 8 yeah. <laughs> in capital T E E N. What the fuck, Garth? Why are you doing that? He he was a skate teener boy. <laughs> <laughs> he said Skate teen you later, boy. This is another one where I'm just going to reach the synopsis and be like, what the fuck is this song about? It's... Yeah, dude, I'm so glad this was an uh, an even number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seems like there are a bunch of, like, vague stories that are just a, a few lines long. Uh, each verse gets one. And it just mentions a detail or two. Um, I'll, I'll read a few. We t- the opening one is, We took Ventura Highway to the Sunshine State, where they raised their hands to Jesus as they passed the plate. Oh, and every day we spent there was Valentine's Day. There's a new team out in Queens, 18. So they're like crisscrossing the country a couple times, I guess. They're in a church. It's Valentine's Day. So there's all these like weird. It's almost like it's almost like reading uh, impressionistic poetry, or e- almost like language poetry, to the amount of sense that it does not make. Um, yeah. And the next one is, and the girl made in Japan was made for me to hold. When Vincent lent an ear the night the thunder rolled, and the ride we took together was a rodeo. But that doesn't happen, It doesn't happen, unfortunately. (laughs) The ride we took together was a rodeo, big dreams, six strings, 18. So, okay. And they call the thing 18. The the thing has a real, the song has a real, um, it feels like a, a folk, like a modern indie folk rock like bland genericana song as opposed to an old country song yeah like it, it feels like a very modern pop not even country like folk rock yeah and uh yeah it's boring i hate that <laughs> me too um there's a chris Gaines breakdown in the song that was kind of fun you remember that uh no i don't remember that which lines what does he do i think it was the forever frozen now in time the night the miracle occurred i think that was the breakdown time oh oh yeah yeah i was just looking up it's very chris gainsey never frozen now in time the night the miracle occurred 
walked on water in my mind J.C. and Uncle Herb, though we never heard the word. I'm trying to figure out the... There, there's a Flight of the Concords um, song um, where the... <laughs> Where the bridge is sounds exactly the same, like uh, mm. especially chord progression wise. I'm just looking it up really quick. Um, you know which song it is? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I'm not crying. It's I'm sitting at this table called Love, staring down at the irony of life. How come we reach this fork in a road and yet it cuts like a knife? <laughs> <laughs> Such a good line. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds exactly the same, yeah. like the musically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, once again, I'm reminded of a flight of the Concords pastiche uh, that I like more, mm-hmm. non-ironically. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, Garth can't even stick to his damn conceit on this song. There's a one verse where there's a train rider dude yeah. who's only 14. Um, let's see. And so green, 18. Yeah, but that doesn't. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. He rode that silver bullet across the borderline. There beneath the maple leaf, maple leaf signed to the Nimbus 9, Harry Potter, and the song he hummed that night moves me every time. 14 and so green, 18. What? <laughs> what the hell? Uh, he just like, his mind is, wa- he's getting senile, Cameron. His mind's wandering. Yeah. Uh yeah, I would have liked this if it was more of like a Stephen King-esque, like, it's all connected, like, conspiracy. Yeah. Like, you, you know, Stephen King's, like, obsessed with the number 19. Every, everything serves the beam. Yeah. Um, uh, I think this That's is... That's what the... I hope this this record would be about, because it's called Gunslinger, <laughs> it but it's is. not about... It's not. It's not about the Dark Tower. No. There's not a single tower, dark or otherwise, to be seen. Um... Yeah. I think this is a song with the Buzuki, uh, which is in the album credits. Uh, but it's do- oh, really? doesn't do anything really that like makes it stand out. Yeah, it just sounds like a mandolin to me. Yeah, I think I heard it be a little bit lower than a mandolin, but there is a Buzuki in the album credits, and I think it's in this song, but I'm not sure. Um, and a Buzuki is like, for those who don't know, it's just it's probably the the kind of Buzuki. It, it was a Greek instrument, but it's been adopted for traditional irish music and essentially they just make it a big mandolin that's tuned lower than a mandolin yeah. oh shit uh-oh what are you doing my fucking cat uh-oh uh looks like it's still recording <laughs> okay good knocked over my task cam um uh before all that happened i was going to somehow like transition into a bazooki joseph joke but um I think oh. that time's passed. <laughs> <laughs> Bazooki Joe bubblegum. Uh, well, it's the thought that counts. Mm. Mm. Is it? <laughs> okay. I, that's that's it. That's the end. Last song that Garth has ever written or ever will write. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Let's go murder him. What a letdown. Um, yeah. Mm. I mean... <sighs> I mean, I appreciate he's kind of he's kind of getting back into form. I hope this is like his warm up, and he maybe starts releasing better albums again. But I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just better off for him to fade away because the last three albums have been duds. Well, four if you count Chris Gaines. In one way or another, yeah. they've all been kind of duds. Sorry, Garth. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you want one final song, Meanie? 
Yeah, give me that song, Meanie. It's literally the only comment on the album of Gunslinger. <laughs> it's left by 42 Steps, who writes on the song, Ask Me How I Know. I'm kind of stunned, really, at how good this song is. It's like he never went away, <laughs> and that seems to be kind of a rare thing once an artist has put it away and then decides to bring it back out again. <laughs> what To what does it refer in that sentence? Hmm? <laughs> Garth put his... The juice. <laughs> Garth put it away. Uh, yeah. I, I also looked at the Amazon um, reviews, but they were boring. <laughs> All right. This this album just like does not uh, engender much of a reaction anywhere, I think. I mean, I, yeah. I did see... There's a kind of a fun review by Michael Wood at the LA Times who has a few like little catty barbs that he throws towards Garth. Like, surely the machine wasn't supposed to win. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. And then he's like, from whiskey to wine, it's just not the same high, he sings at one point, describing a solid but unremarkable relationship that can't stack up to an earlier affair. I miss the fire, the burning desire. It's easy to know how he feels. Oh, oh. good. Good one. Snap. Yeah. Um... And he kind of like compares it to Man Against Machine, which I could sort of see that. At least Man Against Machine took some risks. I mean, <laughs> the song Man Against Machine is like a pretty interesting direction to go musically, at least. Even if the sure. lyrics have nothing to say. Um, but then again, Man Against Machine is probably also like the most like offensive <laughs> album that Garth has ever done. Papa... They're outside the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, man. Petering out. Do you want to wrap up shop there? Yeah. Let's okay. wrap it up. All right, everyone. Right, you can go ahead and visit us online at boxset.website. You can email us at electronic underscore mail at boxset.website. Or if you prefer, just email at boxset.website. So that's easier. You can tweet us at totebspodcast tote bs of course standing for think outside the box set and also bullshit <laughs> and please write us a review on itunes it really does help rate us only if it's five stars out of 25 yeah please don't bother <laughs> <laughs> um we we, it, we don't need your your lukewarm rating <laughs> <laughs> exactly um and if you want to support us directly you can go to our patreon at support.boxset.website or you can visit our newly launched merchandise page at store.boxset.website. Yeah. Cameron, this is a new thing that we're launching just in time for Garth's last album, Forever. We've got a few great t-shirt designs or sweatshirt designs or I think phone case designs too. Uh, it launched what? in partnership with Threadless.com. We have a uh, Think Outside the Box Set logo in a circular record, which looks pretty cool. Or yeah. I got uh, Ashley's cousin um ryan robison to i commissioned a delightful drawing of a cowboy baby with the words mm. i want to be a cowboy baby um it's a really it's it's really cute <laughs> it's super cute it's very delightful and if you buy a t-shirt with i want to be a cowboy baby on it that supports us directly because threadless is great about kicking back money to artists um, oh, and yeah. you can also you can also get to our our uh, uh, merchandise page by going to cowboybaby.org. That'll get you to the cowboy baby T-shirt. 
Look at this phone case. I want one of these phone cases. Yeah, I can get you one for a discount. But not Ooh. you, listener. You have to pay a full price. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they got 40%. a tough version, too. You can get yeah. them tough, not just slim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's tough what I and need. Slim. I'm terrible about breaking my phone. Yeah. And you can also listen to Cameron's other podcast, which is called Get Up in the Cool, or Gooch for short. It's a podcast about <laughs> old-time music. I it's prefer Gooch. Gooch? <laughs> I prefer Gugino. Um, uh, and that's it. This is the last Garth Brooks album forever. And after this, <laughs> there's going to be a very fun change. We already know what it's going to be, but it's going to be a surprise yeah. for you, the listener. I can't wait for to see everyone's re- reaction to what we're going to do because it's going to oh, be boy. very different from Garth Brooks. But very <laughs> It's a real left turn. It's a real left turn. I don't know if we're going to be able to keep it up the entire time. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll try. We'll try. That that episode is coming out next week. It's going to be the episode where we where you hear us go through the process of choosing the post-Garth artist. But until then, I'm Nathan Hunt signing off saying I'm 14 and so green 18. <laughs> and I'm Cameron DeWitt and um uh, I'm still tired of boys. <laughs> still? Yeah, I, it turns out. <laughs> I, I'm, Cam- I'm Cameron DeWitt, and he, meaning me, really loves you. Aww. Thanks for listening. I'm bad at, I'm bad at expressing everyone. it. <laughs> I'm Nathan Hunt saying, bang, bang. that zipper Ooh. and what 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 are you zippering or unzippering hmm. <laughs> i'll never tell <laughs>